Welcome to Doctor Who on Target. Podcast where we discuss the target range of classic Doctor Who novelizations from the 1970s and 80s. Those long ago days where, if you missed Doctor Who on TV, you missed it forever. Unless, of course, you bought the target novelization. So, join us, jump aboard the TARDIS, set the time rotor for late 20th century Earth, and with a wheezing, groaning sound, We'll discuss Doctor Who on Target. Hello and welcome to Doctor Who on Target. This is Greg in... Well, David, can you tell the listeners where we are? Yes, we're in London. We're at the Royal Festival Hall where we've just seen a live screening of Vertigo with the orchestra. Very, very enjoyable it was too. But Mm. we're not here to talk about Alfred Hitchcock and Vertigo. We are here to talk about last night's Doctor Who episode, which is called World Enough and Time, which of course is another one of these literary references. It's been pinched from Andrew Marvell's famous poem. Um... Well, I don't know. We're going to be watching this, David, aren't we? Well, I hope so, if I can get it going. Yes, here we go. Right, the pre-credits. Regeneration. Very interesting. Reminded me a lot of the Tenth Planet. Yeah. And I've got a theory on this. Go ahead. Uh, Well, because, actually, it's... As you can see on the on the screen there, the Doctor's starting to regenerate and he's got bigger hair than ever. And I think what is happening, I think that the first Doctor is regenerating somewhere in Antarctica. And this is a bit of residual regeneration energy that we're seeing on the screen here. What oh, do you think of that? Oh, well, I mean, that's an interesting theory. It struck me. I was so excited. Look at this. It's fabulous. Um, I was so excited when I saw this last night. And... Yeah, straight away I had that um, Tenth Planet vibe, mm. and I thought he's back. He's back. Uh, you know, at the, at the was it the North Pole or South Pole? I, I thought it was Antarctica. Antarctica. Sorry, yes. I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, but it was so brilliantly done, and, and strange enough, we, uh, I just noticed a Hitchcock shot there, where um, um, Rachel Talalay, who directs this fabulously, I think, she just did the thing whenever something of monumental importance is happening to someone in a Hitchcock film I've been reading recently, he does a shot as if he's been locked out down from the heavens right. that's what we just saw there wasn't it good grief, Yeah. so oh. there we are we've made the link Right. now this first bit, I said on the last podcast that I was really worried that what we were going to get was Pygmalion <laughs> all over again and for a few minutes of the episode that's exactly what we did get mm. when Missy arrived with her disposables to uh, to save the day and um, I felt actually felt we know that um, we know that Stephen Moffat likes to say the words Doctor Who in Doctor Who quite a lot do you think he did do you think he got it right do you think he did it too much do you think the joke was laboured well 
I, 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 he has done it a few times before, isn't he? There was that thing, I can't remember if it was season five or six, so, where I think the season, didn't the season end? I think it was something going, Doctor Who, you know, <laughs> but um, he has done it a few times. I, I didn't mind it too much. It did go on a little, but I think Rachel Talley did a great job mm. of trimming it. Can I, can I just make one talk yes. about this opening shot here? Mm. I thought last night that he out-Star wars Star Wars. Really? Yeah, when I say he, they, the whole team, of course, you know, because that opening shot of the spaceship there, it's so reminiscent of the original Star Wars film. Right. And, but not only that, he had something to live up to, because, of course, one of the most famous shots in Doctor Who, the opening shots, was the... the the um, the Colin Baker season. The Trial of a Time Lord. That's it, yeah. The That's opening right. Did you get that feeling? Oh, I it? did. I, I very much did get that because when Trial of a Time Lord opened and we had the space station shot and it was all done with models Yeah. and it was done with the TARDIS model on a record player. So it was oh. all very high tech, I think. <laughs> and it had the camera tracked down, the oh. model film camera track down the length of the spaceship model. And now they can just do it in computer. It's incredible. And they... You, yes, they pulled you right through that window yeah. and in to see... Oh, and the Doctor's eating crisps as he's watching <laughs> Missy go through her moves. Yeah. Something we would never do when recording I a podcast. It, well, no, not, not when I was recording a podcast, but it, it's good to see that he's fallible. And I think the extent to which he's fallible becomes increasingly obvious as the show goes on yes, today. Yeah. Yeah, but so so he is. He's testing them, isn't he? Are you comfortable with him? I, I, this whole idea of redeeming Missy—is it even feasible? Well, I ha- I have to be honest. You know, as much as I utterly adored this episode last night, put it putting that to me, I do feel that's a bit bit of a strange thing for the Doctor. Has he mm. ever done something like that with the Master? Well, I, I don't know. I think he's been fooled by the Master previously. Yeah, in the Sea Devils. For example, That's when true. the master says, Do you know, I wish I'd been caught years ago. Ah, the George, the blue man, George has just appeared. Uh, I love the line from Nardole here when he, he sees him and he oh, says, Oh, you're blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't oh, it? You know? It's good. Do you know, even in really dramatic, tense moments in here, Nardole, or well, Matt Lucas, is still spot on with the little comedy bits. He thing. is. Well, he is the comic relief, according to Missy. <laughs> Exposition, comic relief. <laughs> you see, that is so witty. They're so clever, isn't it? That is good. I, that I, is good. I, I love that. Do you know, there's something about him, because um, I forget, I've forgotten the blue guy's name. But George. He, George. Oh, George. But it's spelled with J's, I think. George. Oh, George, is it? I think so. <laughs> well, he... Um, you can tell straight away he's he's no killer, is he? You know the way he's shaking and he's. Do you think he's so? George the janitor, isn't he? He's he the, mops floors. Yes, yes. It's funny that because Bill ends up mopping fl- floors later in the episode, doesn't she? Oh yeah. In the hospital. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think of that. The doctor's getting through his crisps at a rate of knots, which <laughs> is all good. Can I say we, we see in these um, interior TARDIS scenes, which were actually being shot between our visit there, Dave? Wouldn't they be rich? Yes, yes. The the regeneration was apparently shot two weeks ago. Yeah, I read. Oh, could be oh, wrong. I, well, really, was it? I yes, that's what I that's what I heard. That that first pre-title sequence was filmed as recently as two weeks ago. Wow. And been held back. But that could be nonsense. That could just be internet chatter. Oh, no, Moffat wouldn't do something like that, have a fake regeneration just to get... He might, you know. (laughs) He might. 
What, what do you feel about this, Inti? Because going back to that trial of a time road, we had that wonderful shot that you were talking about with the models mm. and so forth. The space station, yeah. With the space station. Yeah. And then, of course, it was banged down to earth in a dreadfully grubby um, studio which mm. had no character or, or right. you know, was a, no atmosphere at all, wasn't it? It was well, awful. Well, I think the courtroom itself was supposed to be ornate, but it just looked like a polystyrene set. Yes. Is it, and so have, have we up the stakes? Well, the there's no, yes, there's no doubt about it. The, the uh, sets that we're looking at here are incredibly solid looking mm. and incredibly detailed because they have to be for high definition television, oh, of which of course didn't exist in 1986 at all yes yeah and there we are yeah of course <laughs> I, no, that Nardo, was Nardo's just surrendered to George <laughs> meanwhile Missy's just threatening him it's really good it's sort of like two stories though isn't it because yeah. you've got this overly comic opening mm. and then the minute George fires everything becomes a lot more serious oh yes yes yeah well, we, we're about to get to that in a moment, aren't we? The, uh, with well, the, the, doc the doctor, yes. Now the doctor's got to come out of the TARDIS because he realises it's all gone badly wrong. You see, this is this is what happens when you go. I'm going to test someone. I'm going to see. I'm going to give them a little. Mm. It's guaranteed. What, a, what, is, what an immature thing to do, isn't it? Well, it's yes, but well, I suppose it's a bit of hubris. Yeah, it's what yeah. will bring any tragic hero down is a little bit of hubris. Yes, yeah. Taking an unnecessary risk. It's mm. like, I don't know, an unnecessary... Say you were, say, 24 points ahead in the opinion polls and you called an election. Yeah. It would be hubris that would driven you to it, wouldn't it? <laughs> With the feeling that you're unbeatable and perhaps... If you're a if you're bit of arrogance in there as well, I uh, think. Arrogance, um, yeah, oh, absolutely. But I think <laughs> if you're 24 points ahead in the polls, well, when, you know, nothing can possibly go wrong. Can no, it, it couldn't. <laughs> but in this case, because the Doctor's fallible, as I say, it does go badly wrong the minute... It's a very bloodless wound that's inflicted on Bill, isn't it? It's, it's almost as if the lasers pass straight through her and cauterise the wound. Well, you'd on think the way that, through, yes. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because you'd think that probably is what a laser would do, I suppose. Not Possibly. I often yeah. thought a lightsaber... I often thought lightsabers were bloodless because they actually cauterise the wound as you cut a limb off. So they're sort of... Uh, but the whole of Bill's middle is missing. Yeah, yeah. And we're just panning down to it now on the screen. Wow. And it looks all glittery and horrible. Yeah. And now we've got the scene, the flashback to St Luke's University, where there's the portent of her death. This oh. was a nice little scene. I, I missed this, actually, last night. It's the portent of her death. Well, he, she, she says, oh, look, I'll be complicit in your plan, but don't get me killed. Yes, of course, yeah. Well, that didn't go well, did it? No, no, of course not. She's yeah. doing, her, she's doing yeah. something with chips there, which is good. Yeah, because we so hadn't seen a lot of that. We haven't seen we? a lot of her... Mundane, ordering, ordinary no. life, have we? No, not no. in a kitchen. Absolutely not. She's got the place to herself, though. So obviously, not many people want chips today. <laughs> do you know they're so natural together, mate? Don't they? They're they really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, again, without jumping ahead in the episode, because I think 
people have probably got the idea by now that we're quite keen on this episode. Yeah. But it must deliver in the second part. I don't want all this good work no. unpicked. No. I really, really think that would be a tragedy. Uh, I think it would be a tragedy. I mean, judging by the the reception we gave the Monk trilogy, which mm. has become a byword now for um, mm. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> I I thought Moffat was had run out of ideas, had run out of. But seeing this, just I mean, I hope he has. And I, for the reasons you just said, we don't want that mm-hmm. to happen in the second part. But certainly in this one, mm-hmm. it's he's firing on all cylinders here. I think. Well, if this is the last time we see Bill, and I really, really, really do not want some sort of deal to be entered into where the Doctor gives up a life and she's restored no, to us. No, no. We don't want that. If you've ever seen the um, play Titus Andronicus, as I have, you'll know that the bad guy in it tricks Titus into cutting off his own hand. Uh, and gives him back the severed heads of his children. So, oh. basically, never enter into a bargain with a villain. No, it's rubbish. <laughs> it's absolute rubbish. But now we've got oh, we've gone on to a night scene now, and again, Bill is coming round to the Doctor's idea, even though it doesn't work out terribly well for her, if we're honest. Mm. And it's lovely play between the two actors. They're so I've, relaxed. They're so they like they really are. Pals, isn't it, I think so. It's a very yeah. natural relationship. I think I described it as the best Doctor Companion relationship since Donna. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I stand by that. And if this is Bill's last appearance, then she went out with a cracking episode. No yes. two ways about that. Yeah. I, I, I'm personally a big Jenna Coleman fan. I do love Jenna Coleman's character mm. in Doctor Who. But I, I will say, you know. Um, Bill's character here, you know, Pearl Mackey playing Bill, is mm-hmm. she's excellent, really, really good. Mm. Mm. I should be sad to see her go, mm. but then on the other hand, I want to see her go because she, death should be permanent. She's got to. She's been blown apart. I know she's well, got to. She's yeah. she's been augmented. Yeah. And she's got a special appendage on her head to stop her feeling the pain of it. Oh, we got we understand. They even that explained that away, didn't they? Yeah. He's thought of everything. He has. I think has. the real strength of this was that he managed to turn the sort of the materially a bit rubbish-looking original Cyberman. He managed to weave that in yeah. to the whole story. Now we haven't got there yet, but there's the volume control on them, so they can't express the pain that they're in. That. And that is a truly horrible concept. It really is, isn't it? And it's so prescient, you know, in stories we hear about um, what goes on in some places. It's so upsetting to know that... Well, I mean, we've always heard about um, certain medical conditions having chemical quashes and, and quashes, sorry, and so forth, you know. And, right. And um, the idea that turning someone down so you can't hear them saying they're in pain mm. is really... Well, it's, yes, it's it's uh, the complete opposite of administering morphine, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's well, a bit cruel. It is, it is cruel, you know, especially cruel. I, I, I thought he's actually tapping the button like, um, you know, you've seen people are yes. dying, dying on a morphine drip right. and every time they can't stand the pain anymore, they tap it for right. another drop of morphine. Right. And I, I think these tapping, but we'll talk more on that. But these guys coming in now with their drips, Yeah. these guys were sinister, weren't they? Oh. The guys with the cloth caps on, the cloth hoods on. Very sinister. And I, the first time I saw that shot of the hand, I thought, yes, that's 
a Cybermen in the making. Oh, this is obviously the surgical unit. This is the crash team that have come in. Yes. Poor Bill's stiff as a oh. board there, going they, onto the trolley. They have. They've just picked it up as though she's, sti- as though she's, she's on the stretcher. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. She's absolutely rigid. Going back to the Cybermen, you were saying what a great job Moffat has done. To, you know, utilising the old Cybermen and making them work. It's the hands that did it. Because, of course, mm. originally... The first Cybermen had human hands, but that was a mistake, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, yeah, the costume designer. Forgot she, to do the gloves. <laughs> she, she didn't bring them with her. She had the gloves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she forgot to bring them to the set. So they, well, you know how Doctor Who worked in 1960. Well, I, I think that they were brilliant for their hands because we yeah. get a very early close-up of them in the snow, don't yeah. we? And you see the hand reaching out for a yeah. body. Yeah. And you think, by God, these are human as well. Yeah, yeah. And they were all the more sinister for it. Oh, absolutely. Now, absolutely. now we'll just let that aeroplane go over because we seem to be in that flight path of Heathrow as well. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, we the, the episode has just become a whole lot more serious because the medical team have come out they've taken bill mm. the doctor realizes he's made a hideous mistake and he's currently running around like a headless chicken trying to work out what to do next there was a lovely break i think Rachel Talley put in there is when bill fell showing the huge hole put mm. in through the gun there was that little blanking out of the screen wasn't mm. it and then we reopen Mm. There and I, I like that sort of episodic feel to it. Mm. You know, gave it a. Real Another thing she's doing a lot in these enclosed spaces is she's circling the camera around ah, a yes. lot. Now you say to, that, yeah. Yes, and and she's interspersing it. They, that was the good thing about the direction. There are a lot of really fast cuts in here, mm. but when a shot needs movement or scope or needs to pan out. It's all there. Yeah, yeah. The last Doctor Who that did behave like this, I'm afraid, was Invasion of Time. Sorry, um, Dimensions in Time. Oh, no. <laughs> but they had to do that, because that's how the 3D effect worked, on constant movement. They've this is slightly better than Dimensions in Time. <laughs> I was going to say, this is... Oh, all these old-fashioned counters. Yeah, yeah. This looks so much yeah. like the first Doctor's TARDIS console. Oh, yeah. And maybe the 10th planet... Yes, where we had the countdown to where yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Big yeah. close-up of the best eyebrows in show business there. <laughs> and a sort of, I don't know, I suppose he looks like oh. a Nazi surgeon oh, he, type, he, he isn't he? Like he looks like Lawrence Olivier. Dr. Mengele or something, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lawrence Olivier in... Oh, Mar- in Marathon Man. Marathon Man. What was his character called? I forget. Yes, but I un- absolutely understand. Yeah. Yes, a German doctor is your worst nightmare, apparently. <laughs> or a German dentist, in the case of Marathon Man. Yes, yeah. Oh, yes, those, that, yes, those counters, they're definitely retro-font, aren't oh, they? Oh, they are. I love that point-of-view shot. And again. this was a hideous revelation, wasn't oh. it? When we first realised she's got the Cyberman chest unit oh. on her... It's so and scary. You can see the lights twinkling through her, uh, her, her bed gun. Yeah. Oh, and there's oh. the first appearance of Razor. 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 Oh, Razor. His name. His name's Razor. His name's Razor. Well. And I really should say this for the end, but as I said to you earlier, I thought one of the tragedies of this episode, if it has any, was the fact that they'd already revealed John Sims' reappearance. Because I, I don't know if you found this, but... When I'd got over thinking that perhaps Fagan had been introduced to the plot, yeah. I then saw straight through the putty nose 
and just saw John Sim underneath the makeup. Did you spot him? I didn't. I didn't actually. I, I was first of all, I was a little concerned because he seemed to be a sort of a little bit of a stereotype vegan Jew. Right. And I was like, oh, right. is that a little bit on the edge? Well, we've but been a bit Dickensian this year, haven't yeah, we? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, I rather I grew to like him rather a lot, and I genuinely was surprised when he whips the mask off. You know, really? Which, uh, genuinely, yes. Yeah. He was like. Um, like Gollum or someone, wasn't he? The way he, his sort of frenetic yeah. running around and, and fetching. And little does yeah. Bill know that he's actually leading her into a terrible, terrible trap. Yeah. This building is so bleak. Yeah. I wonder what it looks like with the lights on. Well, but Bill's had to go for a, a wander on her own and she's seen Conversion Theatre mm. with a big red light on to say... That they could be operating. Oh, oh dear! Gosh, it's so scary. Do you know it's it's rather chilling. It's because yeah, it, it's it's the whole atmosphere. It looks like in some awful run-down hospital. Mm -hmm. And um, but the way she's oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's good. The, yeah. the light coming through the skylight at the top of the door. The the glass yeah. panels yeah. at the top of the door, forming an arch on the floor. Oh gosh, terrific. Yeah. In conversion out, the oh. camera's just flashed across. Yeah. And you don't want her to go through the door, but... Jeez. I don't know, do you think they film this in some, I don't know, asylum? Oh, or? It's like a dungeon. Like oh, it asylum. is, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. yes. Look at these windows with the bars it's on. absolutely grim in there. Oh, and gosh. here are all the semi-converted Cybermen with their hoods on. And with their drips. And can I say, David, this is actually the part you talked about earlier, isn't it? Because she's following here because we can hear them saying pain. Pain, pain, pain. Which yes. is it's horrible. Which is horrible. Yeah. And they've got those tubes that go directly up their nostrils. Yeah, yeah. Which we've always wondered about cyber tubing and where it came from. It's obviously delivering the fluid from the drips. Yeah, yeah. Servicing them. Gosh. Bill's forgotten she's on a drip, and now she's <laughs> got to do the famous curtain hide. She nearly had the candle. She nearly had, it. yeah, yeah, he did. And here comes, I don't know what this character's called, but people have been calling her Nurse Ratchet after one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, oh yes. Oh, she's horrible. That's really, she, do you know, I, I had some idea of some monstrous Hattie Jake's character right of matron nurse, yes, yeah, yeah, yes but now you say it Nurse Ratchet from the, yeah that's it isn't it and it makes you wonder if Razor is just playing along with this charade to win Bill's confidence do you know seeing it second he's, time yes he's, he's suckered her in isn't he yeah pretending he's a saviour when in fact he's going to be a downfall Horrible yeah, little man. He is, yeah. And seeing at the same time, you, you, he comes across as more evil because you know exactly what you he's know, up to. Yeah, you know what his long-term objective is. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Oh, these are great shots. This is so moody. This mm. reminds me, I suppose it's. I suppose it brings to mind The Empty Child. I wonder if it's the same location yeah. when they're all in their beds with the gas masks on. That's interesting. Oh, remember that? Yeah, I'm going to have to train. Oh, the there's the volume. Pain, pain, pain. Sorry, mate, I'm going to have to turn you back up because she doesn't want to be detected. Yeah. There she goes. Oh. She silenced him. Oh, no, she's turned him back she's up. She's turned him back up. Oh dear. oh, dear. It was Nurse Ratchet that turned him down, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's saying to him, sorry, mate, but... Look at that. That's great acting. She's genuinely 
well, you know, she's <laughs> acting genuinely. Yeah, she's done that in a semi-close-up. Yeah. It's not going to get any better going over to the other side of the wall, I promise you. No. She's going to tinker with another volume now. And this was just so good, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and this one's saying, die me. Die me. Is he? Die me. kill me. Yeah, yeah. Like Vincent Price in The Fly at the end when he's... Vincent Price's face is superimposed on the, the yes. fly and he's just squeaking, kill me, kill me, oh, kill me. Yes. Well, that didn't take long to come to pass. No, no, no. <laughs> I see him. Oh, look at this landscape. Wow, that's great, isn't it? Do you know what's so eerie about that, David, as well? Is the smoke is still mm. as if it's a photograph, isn't it? Mm. Is that is that the, the time? Oh. No. Oh. oh, Razor's intervened again to stop another... Oh dear, Gosh. we don't like him at all. Gosh. Well, I think yeah. this could be a good time to have some other thoughts on the episode because this scene's going to go on for quite a while. Well, uh, I mean, we have this, um, they, they form in a relationship here mm. now, isn't it? Where she obviously is seeing Razor as, uh, you know, a companion somewhere. She's still confused, she doesn't know what's going on. No. She? So, I mean, it's that horrible. If anybody's ever had an operation and you wake up and you, you're not really aware of what's going on, this confusion, it really gives that sense of it, I feel, you know, of trying to find out. She's being duped. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely duped. Poor Bill, it's, it's worse knowing how the episode ends now. You see, this is scary because you can see the little red lights through her... Uh, uh, hospital gown. Yeah, through a gown, yes. Yeah, the chair. We know what's there, don't we? we know, you, you don't have to see it, do you? Ah, this is the tea drinking scene. <laughs> good tea or bad tea? A good tea well, makes you forget how bad the tea is. <laughs> or words to that effect. But again, yes. Well, having just come back from uh, two weeks in Greece with no tea at all apart from some brand called jolly tea which we thought we'd try <laughs> we took one sip and left it I tell you what getting back on the plane oh even a horrible cup of plain tea was delicious right. <laughs> well this is how Bill must feel yeah, my, yeah. oh but the black and white monitor showing time go really slowly for the other characters oh I've just thought of another bit that happens but we haven't got there yet right but when the doctor loses patience with George oh, and, and brings out the martial art the Venusian Aikido Venusian Aikido is, is back oh it's brilliant I love that part I wish you'd have used it earlier on somebody else yeah or maybe on him a bit earlier before he could fire the shot yes yeah but he did this is the thing feed your enemy and make them your friend Gosh. This is all suckering her in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's an old gramophone yeah, in the background of the set is. there. Yeah. Where did that... I, this is presumably one end of the spaceship, isn't it? Well, yeah, we, I mean, we've got this... Um, it's going to get explained to us in a, in, a, in a short while, isn't it? But, of course, this spaceship going into the black hole, one end, time is running faster than the other, mm. isn't it? Because I, I couldn't quite figure it out first when I was watching it, because, of course, we have this world here... But, of course, it's developed from the generations of the people, the 49, wasn't it, who mm. went down to investigate what was going on, mm. wasn't it? Mm. So 
I'm assuming it's hundreds of years. Yes, because the time passes so slowly at one end of the spaceship, and this is the end of the spaceship where time is moving quickest. Yeah, and they've built all these buildings, and the buildings have aged, and a world has developed, really, isn't Mm. it, inside this world, a small world. Yeah, certainly a small world. This looks so much like the first Doctor's scanner as well. He only had black and white, or perhaps because he had colour, but perhaps the cameras, it looks like an old 405 line television. It does, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's got a definite retro feel about that. Yeah. That's lovely, mm. isn't it? Mm. If we come across a fault locator, then I'm going to be Well, I think the fault <laughs> was the Doctor's behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all spotted that one. Yeah. I wondered if, oh no, has he got a biro or has he got a quill? It's a quill. It's a quill, isn't has it? Has he got a quill? Isn't it a quill? Terrific. I don't know what he's writing about, but yeah. they d- he does watch the Doctor on telly. It's yeah. the best thing on. <laughs> there we are. That looks such that looks such like a, a first Doctor yeah. sort of picture. Oh, the Doctor's working it out now. He's actually drawing us a picture of the ship. Yeah. And he's telling us that time goes quicker at one end than the other. I love the way it does that. As it, as we move in from one end of the ship to the other, it suddenly speeds up, doesn't it? We go into yes. the TV screen and yes. we, we enter that time stream. Again, she's keen. Oh, that looks a bit Star Warsy. That mm. shot going towards the black hole or away from the black hole. It does, yeah. Oh, such a variety of shots. There are. And it doesn't. The camera doesn't stay on one. Oh, massive zoom then, and then a freeze, and then back out. To and the then TV back out screen. the TV and Bill's at the other end of the telly. How, that was a cl- that was a clever shot. That wasn't was it? great, wasn't it? Yeah, we like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, this chap's still talking. Oh, and that eerie light coming through his window it's a sort of yes yes it's what's going on in the shadows that's important not what's happening in the light yeah because there's a whole murky world here and out of the shadows has just come it's nurse, nurse ratchet nurse but that's not her real name no that's what she's being called yeah and we i think we know what side she's on from oh. the first appearance yes she's not very com- she lacks compassion i'd say yes yeah I like your Hattie Jakes comparison, actually. Yeah, very think? good. Well, it's uh, obviously intended to make her a physically yeah. large person, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I, I I'm wondering actually, looking at this now, the the light which is coming in through those windows. It's a strange. What's the word? What's the term? A nether world, a world which is like, it's always twilight out there, isn't it? There's no sunlight mm. out there, is there? Mm. So eerie. It is eerie, all that side lighting. Mm. Really, really good. Mm. I wish the Doctor would lose patience with George. <laughs> Look at that. Throwing his sonic screwdriver in the air there. Do you know what we missed, which I thought was brilliant? Mm-hmm. When the Doctor was going to explain what was going on with time, doesn't he snaps his sonic screwdriver in half? And it's a pen. And it's a pen. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> They've got to bring out a new one now that you can pull in half and have a and pen. And you've got it. a red marker inside. Yes, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Look at that shot. Uh, the, the, the tube, the tube spaceship. Yeah. Heading for the black hole. Uh, Meanwhile, Bill's been put on mopping duty. Uh, Again, lovely and eerie, just lit from the side. Mm. That counter must mean something, mustn't it? What is it? There's there's a two at the end of it. It's probably the... There was a counter. What what happened? Did the... Mondas was going to block out... It was going to destroy the Earth. The Earth. Maybe that's what that counter is. I don't know. It was going to absorb the energy from the Earth. Right, right, right. Maybe that's what the counter's about. Yeah. 
She's already been warned she can't survive outside. That's a beautiful shot as the masked men. Do you know what turned? Yes, they did. Do you know what they remind me of as well? Um, poor David Bowie when his last video. I oh, think, Lazarus. Lazarus. It was so frightening the way he was lying in that bed. It was disturbing. Yes, without, yes. Um, because, of course, what we've got on them. So I remember people saying, well, what's so horrible about it? And I said, well, the whole tradition we have in Shakespeare and every going back, they are, what are they called, David? They, they, they put them over their face. When people die, over their oh, body. shroud, shroud, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a shroud, shroud, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And that's what that's what these are reminiscent of, and they mm. they they are death shrouds and things. Oh, Venusian Aikido. Oh, top and, moment there. Oh, and they even stopped it mid-frame the way he spun. Well, that's over. very Matrixy, isn't it? <laughs> Stopping a fight as it's happening and then speeding uh, it up and concluding that move. Yeah. yeah. That's, Matrix influence, in my view. Oh, I've never seen that film, actually. No, no, no but no. It, it, it permeated into a lot. Yeah. I mean, I suppose more more relevant to this would be Kill Bill, because Bill literally does get killed. Oh, Kill very Bill, good, but very they do, good. Yeah, all do they those, do all that in all those well? moves. Samurai yeah. swords. Oh, and, yes, yeah, Kill yeah. Bill's great. Oh. But this is, if this is Tarantino, it's very bloodless Tarantino, I'm telling you that. Yeah. But look, you can, surely you can see John Sim through the makeup now. I well, no. Are you just think they do keep mm. him in the shadows yeah. a lot, intentionally. Yeah. Oh, that oh. face! Oh, that's horrible. That's with the uh, the tubes going into the, the nose. The tubes going it? directly up the nose. It's horrible. They're they're a very very scary monster because, like I say, the shortcomings of the original Cybermen have actually been built into a creature that's made them more scary still yes because yeah. it's all part we're seeing how they come yeah how they come to be aren't we we are indeed sorry david the term has come back to me it, it wasn't morning show days up before although you are right it was winding sheet oh okay and that's what they used to they put them and wind them in the sheet that white sheet right to stop whatever happens when you're dead you know but that yeah it's the winding sheet Mm. And um, so reminiscent of that, those early Cybermen. Right, yeah. right. Because there's it, something horrific about it, because a mourning shroud, you know, a death shroud, is um, a piece of clothing made for the job, and it's a, right. a winding sheet. It's just the sheet to wrap the body up. To stop leakage. That's it, yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think about that. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? This is, uh, again, in the ward scene. Who are these? These are people being sort of led to what is effectively a bit of an abattoir. Yeah, yeah. The people are going, being rounded up to it's go into the hospital to be converted. Mm. Do you know, it's, I don't know why, it's, it's got this horrible um, sense of Berlin... Um, yes, you, you know, with, with the ghetto, when they were leading them to the ghetto. Hasn't, so. hasn't, hasn't it, Jazz? Yeah. That... 10.56 that keeps appearing in shot. What on earth is that about? No idea. No idea. 10.56. Can't think of anything that happened then. I know 10.66, but that's mm. not... Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully that yeah. will be explained next yeah. week. If it isn't, we'll all be disappointed. Yeah. Very, very good set. I, do you know, I still can't see his Johnson. Am I terrible? It's, uh, At first I thought it might be... Um, what's the chap's name? Dennis Pennis. Paul... Oh, Paul... Pouquet, yes, because yes, yes. he played a very similar character to this in Ripper Street. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes, an evil yeah. Jew, basically. Yeah. 
and and I thought, oh, that could be him again, but it isn't. Yeah, it isn't. Oh, look at that! Yes, the oh, oh, there's the end of the Venusian Aikido, and he's just explained what he's done. Oh, and now he's broken into a pertwee trot to <laughs> cover the ground quickly. Oh, look, he's so brilliant! I utterly adore Peter Capaldi. He's brilliant. Meanwhile, yes. Oh, there was the bacon. Do you remember when she said, she said about um, about uh, Bill's? He said about bacon. He said about Bill's bacon sandwich that it had a mother and a father. Oh, and yes. now we've got Razor frying some bacon on an ancient. Yes. Oh. Oh, it's true. So that that's yeah. I don't know if there's a clue there. Yeah. Floor zero. Ooh. They're going through. They're going into the light. Well, Missy's looking evil. She is. And that so looks like the original TARDIS scanner. Yeah, it does. The more, the more I look at it, the more I, I can see that. Now. Oh, because the descent in the lift is going to take forever, isn't it? Oh. That's why they... Because Bill's really doomed from the get-go because it would take them too long to, to actually there. reach her yeah. to intervene and save her. Do you know, it's, it's, I thought it's really um, right that... Um, Stephen Moffat has ended his last season two on this timey-wimey concept because that's been him all the way through Doctor Who, isn't it? Mm. Having this timey way, And oh. it's a clever concept, isn't it? She's in a wheelchair now, poor thing. And oh. she's hugging the person. Oh, and he says, oh, no, don't do that. Really, don't do that. Your chest piece hurts. Hurts my heart. It hurts my heart, yes. Yes, no, it really does hurt. Yeah, she says no. It's poking oh, into me. He's poking you? him. <laughs> oh, if oh. she'd have known, she'd have poked him a damn sight harder. <laughs> but do you know, the beauty is, I when I first saw this, I thought it's a little bit. I don't know if that quite works. But now I know he's the master. It really does work because that's the sort of. But it's a hugely toned down performance, even when he's being knowingly eccentric. Yeah. Oh. At least it's not the frenetic psychopath. Oh, yes, this is so much That'd better. That'll probably be next week. Yeah. Oh, please no. <laughs> please no. Yes. No, he, he mustn't let us down from this. Oh, this and is... he puts on his silly mask, doesn't he, to go on the... Oh. Again, how could you think that he was of any malevolence when yeah. he's put on a silly cloth mask to go on the raid? Yeah, yeah. And it's just a, it's just a game, isn't it? It's just, oh, he's got the key. yeah. Caught with, 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 it, with his name on it, isn't it? Or with the... Uh... He's got the key to the operating theatre, so this is where Bill's going to get her comeuppance. Oh, dear. And of course, she thinks that he's getting her outside, isn't no, it? No, he's not. He, oh. he really, really isn't. Yeah. Oh. oh, oh, oh. The actual helmets are now on the cloth Cybermen heads. Oh, that's so frightening. In the oh, corner. isn't it just... Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure Dr. Mengele is going to turn up any second. Oh, my gosh. And begin surgery. There's going to be a big reveal. You're sort of seeing the evolution of them as mm. they think of a new piece to add to what they're doing. Yeah. And, of course, the irony is Bill... Oh, here he comes. Bill's going to be the first completed one. Wow. I'm a bit sad, actually, that the master is the... Original, he's to. I said this earlier. He's Davros to Cybermen, now, yeah. isn't he? Well, I think they should have had their own creator. Well, we could hold off until next week to get the full explanation. There might be something. Well, presumably, Jerry Davis had a 
idea where they came from. Yeah. And they yeah. probably didn't come from the master because the master wasn't invented. That's true. That's very true. And, you know, that was... Love. I, do you know, I don't know if we've seen that before, but at the end credits, we've got... Um, Cybermen invented by Kit Peddle and Jerry Davis. Yes, no, they usually do that with oh, the old monsters. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah, the right. first one said Autons by Robert Holmes. Oh, right. Zygons by Robert Banks Stewart. Right. They usually give the old... Oh, oh. he's got the new handles. There's weird handles on the old Cybermen. I always used to think that was weaponry in the middle there. Oh. They used to fire from that, didn't they? So that's the sort But of these other guys used to have the concertina guns, didn't yes. they, with the great big... That's right. With, the, with the, yeah. the car lamp on the front. Oh, yes, so the that, car yeah, lamp. Yeah, yeah. Terrific. But they've, they've sort of been absolutely true to the concept of the original Cybermen, oh. and they've embellished it to make them even worse. I mean, you said yeah. the business about she forgot to bring the gloves. Yeah, yeah. But they managed to turn that to their advantage in the 60s. Yeah. And they've turned the whole look of the things to their advantage here. And, of course, one thing that uh, Stephen Moffat said to uh, Peter Capaldi when, uh, you know, all this years ago, well, can you imagine doing that Cybermen voice today? We'd be laughed mm. off TV. Well, we weren't, laugh, we weren't laughing. It's all the Cybermen no. voices are the original type, aren't they? And they sound fabulous. Well, they do sound fabulous. Yeah. Ah, uh, this is the Missy Master reveal. Oh. This is, he's about to pull off his putty nose and his... Mask. It's a bit like the hood from Thunderbirds. Always used to. You could. You always knew yeah. it was Hood. Yeah. He might have a bit of facial hair, but we know it's you, Hood. <laughs> Fess up. Pull the mask off. We know it's yeah. you. I love the way he's in the background. He's admiring her, isn't he? He's mm. admiring himself, isn't he? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Before before he changed gender. Yes. Oh my word. Oh. You've got well, you before me. They're going into a darkened room now, and and it doesn't bode well. Mm. These things look like the sorts of things these slabs that you have in a mortuary. Yeah, they do. Weirdly appropriate, that. Oh yeah, now you talk about it. Yeah, it's more like a mortuary. Yeah, it's isn't it? more like a mortuary with an operating lamp mm. up the top. Oh, it's turned it on with a screwdriver. Oh. Oh my gosh. word! They just pulled on a tight picture of a clothed face there. And they're beginning to see the full horror of what Bill has been in for. That's definitely a mortuary slab, as you can see the way the guttering is going down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's Yuck. That's all I would say. Yeah. And now Missy's actually working something out for herself, watched by her previous incarnation. Why? Why was there no? I remember when the brigadier met himself, and there was a bit of a bang. Mm. The doctor is not supposed to meet himself. You're not supposed to cross timelines. They've not really explained why there's no calamitous consequence. Because when doctors have met, apart from the two doctors, when doctors have met, mm. he's always been under extremely special circumstances. Well, isn't this counteracted by the Blinovich limitation effect? I have got no idea what that is. Oh, <laughs> oh now they're going to do the bill reveal. They've just got the cyber boots. And the rest of Bill is in shadow. That's fabulous shot, isn't it? Look at look at the control well, again, of that lighting. Yeah, they're panning up, but it's actually darkness. Oh. Eventually, we'll get the face revealed. Oh. Bit of a sparkle there from the costume, but the Doctor's about to recoil. And come out, come on, out you come. No, we're still cutting. They're away. still <laughs> building the tension. Raising the shoulder. Oh, no, they've cut oh. away. We're back to the Missy. Mondas. Mondas. You can see the world. But it's 
Isn't it upside down, Mon? That's meant to be upside down. I think it was. Oh, I was. There, she's come out the oh, light. Oh my gosh, she's got she's no got eyes. The, she's got the full. Well, she's got eyes where she's got a hole where yeah. the eyes used to be, but big tight close up on Peter Capaldi there to oh. hone in on his horror. Oh, here we go. Razor's got a gun now, and he's threatening Missy, and she's basically threatening him back. <laughs> but. She's she she looks malign now, doesn't she? Yeah. You can you can see she centred the kill. Yes. She yeah. does look horrid. Yeah. And she was very very Scottish again this week. Did yeah, you notice? Yeah. Yeah. Very she obviously is. Scottish. Yeah. Oh, oh, here comes the Cyberman. Bill's coming forward. Oh. They're going to God. now. This is the revelation because they're saying you're linked up to the mainframe. Where is Bill Potts? Where is Bill Potts? Yeah. And it goes round and it searches for the information and it comes back with I am Bill Potts oh. or words to that effect. Oh, look at that. That is horrible. They, the, the original Cybermen, they used to open their mouths, didn't they? So you knew which one was speaking. Yes, yes. There we are. I, right, now Missy and Razor speaking and he's revealing to who? Oh, he's surrendering the gun, throwing it away. Oh, look at the doctor, he's going oh, back. He's, he's going to be grief-stricken in a minute. Yeah. Oh, I like oh. The, the backing, the camera's backing from him and, and, and tracking on the Cyberman. Oh. It keeps, it must be all handheld. It's really, really good the way it's following everyone. Yeah. But you've got the double cliffhanger coming now. This is the double cliffhanger. Yeah. We're going to get the big reveal and it is... Johnson! Oh, wow, it's the master. So you've got the double cliffhanger. Oh. The doctor still, he does several brilliant reactions in this. Yeah. Even Nardole's trying to sell it, isn't he, in the yes. background there, even though he's not actually in focus particularly. Yeah. Johnson oh. looks slightly different. He looks slightly older and greyer this time. He does. And he's much more calm he's and calm, controlled. He's calm, isn't he? G give us a kiss, he says, but very mm. malevolently. Oh, look at... Is that the That's doctor? the chest piece. That's, That's Bill's chest piece and the doctor's oh, hand no. on it. Gosh. Gosh. Oh, another heartbreaking... Oh, no. He's just broken the... She's just broken the news. Oh, and this is a great shot where the two masters flank the cyberpots. Wow. The other master should appear on the scene any second. Oh, look, the revelation. Oh, my John Pertwee used to do good slow eye-opening turns like that. Yeah. In close-up. Oh, he's channeling Pertwee, isn't he, for that? He always channels him. Yeah. There you are, that's oh, the threesome. Look at that. Your, your worst nightmare in one shot. Oh. Two masters and a cyberpox. Incredible. Oh, look, lifting the arm up towards the top. And this closing I, shot. I waited, she said. Because you've, you've got the eye, you've got the eye, through the eye, through to the human eye, and the tear through the gauze, oh. and then a sharp pull back. What? And you can see it almost looked like canvas, didn't it? Yeah. The, the, the face. What a brilliant shot. What a, what a way shot. to close the episode. Oh. So we're agreed then. Oh we enjoyed God. ourselves, yeah? <laughs> well, I'm scoring it straight off, David. It's given me such a high. It's so brilliant. It's 10 out of 10. Ah, right, it's a 10. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a 10. I'm not quite going as high as you this week, I'm afraid. Oh, my gosh. Because there were a couple of bits I didn't like. We've now got the 
coming next week trailer and we've got an awful lot more Cybermen in it oh, and this looks that. pretty good doesn't it there's yeah. a whole army of new ones yeah. by the looks of things maybe there's going to be a cyber civil war coming up well look at this shot here this is large scale pyrotechnics here we've got all these Cybermen whoosh oh, they want a shot and the, doctor and the doctor's hand has just gone orange oh. You, you right. can't give ten at ten. I'm not Go giving on. it ten, no. I'm taking marks off for me recognising John Sim. I'm taking a fraction of a mark off for that. Right. I'm taking a fraction off for the repeated use of Doctor Who, and I'm going for a massive 9.5. Oh, best episode well, of the season yet. It is absolutely the best episode, isn't it? Absolutely. Episode, yeah. That was absolutely fabulous. 9.5 and 9.5 and a 10. Oh, that's... Which makes it perfection. How long before we can see the next episode? That's well, we've got to wait. Where are we? Sunday. So we've got to wait the best part of a week. Oh, oh just please, please, please do not mess this up. This is... It's wonderful. And do you know what I've been waiting for all day? Are the overnight figures. And they really? haven't come through. They've they been late. Come. So I'm looking now. Oh, and we, we've actually, they've just come through. It's the first time I've seen them. Please let them be more than last week because it deserves it. Um... Oh, 3.37 million, viewer. million viewers, 22% of the total TV audience. Well, that's up from 2.89. Really? That's half a million more. Right. So... Well, hopefully that show will survive and Chris Chibnall will be able to produce something. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. all brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, it's all been very experimental. We hope you've heard us loud and clear. Apologies for any noise in the background, but we wanted to bring you our thoughts as soon as we possibly could. And let's just hope that next week's episode lives up to the promise of this week's. And next week's episode is called... The Doctor Falls. And we hope you'll join us again when we'll be giving you our thoughts on that one. Please tweet us at Doctor Who on Target. That's DR Who on Target. Or email us at DoctorWhoOnTarget at gmail.com. That's the end of this episode and I would like to thank BBC Audio and Penguin Random House for kindly supplying us with preview copies and to Smerin's Antisocial Club for the use of their version of the Doctor Who theme tune. The biggest thank you goes to you, our listeners. Yeah.